Hi, this is Rosalinda, the host of Faith Fuel Podcast, the show where we hear voices of people transforming the world for Jesus. Pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and world changers. So sit down, relax, or keep it driving. It's time to get some wholehearted, wide open, and yes, sometimes side-splitting encouragement and direction for your life. So get ready to get fired up. Praise the Lord. I love this topic, diamonds. When my kids were growing up, they used to say, what's your favorite color, mommy? And I used to say, shiny. Just anything shiny. I love shiny. But I want you to know this, that you shine bright like a diamond. Amen? You shine bright. You are precious like a diamond, resilient like a diamond. You are strong like a diamond. You are unbreakable like a diamond. I want you to know that tonight. You're unbreakable. Amen? You are strong. You are rare. You are beautiful just like a diamond. And if you think for a moment about a diamond, they are one of the most precious items in creation. And they're rare and beautiful and highly prized, but they are nothing compared to how God values you. Amen? He loves you. He values you. You know, as women, sometimes we have a little conflict in our hearts and in our mind. And one of the biggest things that we struggle with is, am I valuable? Do I have a purpose? But I want you to know that God made you with a purpose. He made you to shine. Amen? In uh, 2013, there was a 60-carat lawless pink diamond called the Pink Star. You know what that thing sold for? $83 million. But to God, let me tell you what he does. In heaven, he uses gold to pave his streets. That's a boss, okay? He uses pearls for gates instead of wrought iron and gems to decorate the foundations of the heavenly city. Do you understand the God that you serve? You know he's got excess. Have you ever known anybody that's just got a little extra? God has so much. What we sit here and we think is so important, God goes, no, I'm just going to hook up my gates with pearls. Y'all know, if you know me well, I love bling. And if I have a mansion in heaven, oh God, that has pearls on it, the Bible says that that's what he does. But I want you to know this. God has formed many diamonds, but he made only one of you. Tonight, we're going to talk about 10 women in the Bible that you have probably never heard of. Because see, there's women in the Bible that maybe they only had a little verse dedicated to them. But they did big things. You know, right before coming here today, I was talking with Carlos. And I said, you know who is somebody in my life? That woman that is just so amazing and so, so small in stature, but so big in impact. One of them is my mom. My mom has done big things for the kingdom. Amen. You know, I remember walking into our house growing up and seeing both my mom and my dad literally prostrate on the floor, crying and praying before God. And I saw miracles happen. So I don't care how small it is, how big it is. I don't care if you're somebody that preaches on stage or you're somebody that prays in the corner on your hands and knees. God has called you with a purpose. Amen. Okay, so there's 10 women in the Bible. You're going to love this. I'm going to do one and two right off the bat. And it is Shipra, 
and Puah. I just help me with them names, Lord God. I'm gonna get through it. The king of Egypt commanded these two Hebrew midwives to kill the newborn boys that were Hebrew when they were born. And in Exodus 1, we read that the midwives feared God and did not do what the king commanded them to do. So they had a fear for the Lord. Amen. How many of you have a fear for the Lord tonight? And so the Bible says that instead they lied and said that the babies were born before they arrived. This early act of civil disobedience saved many children's lives. And the women were great examples of how we can resist evil. Say resist evil. See, sometimes we're in a place, women, where people are pressuring you to do things that you shouldn't do. Amen? And you got to learn how to say no. And so that's what these women did. And so Exodus 1, 17 through 20 says, but Shipra and Pua had respect for God. They didn't do what the king of Egypt had told them to do. They let the boys live. Then the king of Egypt sent for the women. He asked them, why have you done this? Why have you let the boys live? The women answered Pharaoh. Do you understand who Pharaoh is? Do you understand they could have died? And they are telling this big man, Hebrew women are not like the women of Egypt. They are strong. Come on, I want you to hear this tonight. Christian women aren't like the women of the world, amen? They are strong. And so they have their babies before we get there. So God was kind to Shipra and Pua, and the people of Israel increased their numbers more and more. Shipra and Pua had respect for God. So then he blessed them. He gave them families of their own, amen? Amen. I'm going to jump to number three. That's one and two. The third one is Tamar. And she is left childless and dependent on the hospitality of her father-in-law, Judah. But this guy abandons her and his responsibility to provide her a son to continue the family line. So he agreed to have his youngest son marry this woman, Tamar. But he never kept his promise. So Tamar, dressed as a prostitute, slept with her father-in-law, and he didn't recognize her, and conceived a son by him. Now, that sounds really strange for us today, but in that culture, it was the law that it was his responsibility to make sure that the family line continued. And because she did what was needed to continue the family line, the line actually leads us to Jesus. They were in the same family line. Genesis 38, 1 through 30 tells us how Tamar shined like a diamond. The Bible says Judah, that was the father-in-law, they were getting ready to kill her. And he said, no, 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 hold on. Judah recognized him and said, she's more righteous than I, since I would not give her my son. You see, people would have expected Tamar to accept defeat. But instead, she stood up for herself. Sometimes we're in situations that we are cowering down and we're staying quiet. And God is telling you, you need to stand up for yourself, for righteousness. You know, the other day I was dealing with somebody and I was encouraging them. They were going to a wedding. It was a very secular event. And I said, you need to verbalize what you stand for. And when you verbalize, I don't do such and such. When you verbalize it, trust me, the enemy is hearing you and the people around you. But sometimes we want to cower down as women and we stay in circles of conversations that we have no business doing because we don't want to stand up for what is right. 
That might leave you in a lonely position, amen? But I will promise you, God will honor you. You see, here's the deal. Tamar's son, Perez, is ancestor of the royal line of King David. Number four, Rahab. And so Rahab, she's a prostitute in Jericho. But two spies for the Israelites come to her house, and she keeps them safe and keeps them overnight. And when the king of Jericho ordered her to hand them over, she tells them they've already left. But in reality, she has hidden them on her roof. And Rahab feared God. Say, feared God. And so she turned against her earthly king and helped the people that were actually invading. And so you can read about her in Joshua, in Hebrews, in James, in Matthew, alongside Ruth, Mary, and the genealogy of Christ. So how did she shine? Hebrews 11.31 says, By faith, Rahab did not perish with those who were disobedient, because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. Had she not been there, God's plan could not have happened. I want you to know that God's got you in some places sometimes that are dark and they're uncomfortable and you can't stand it. And sometimes you're miserable and God's going, I got you there so you can shine. I got you there for a purpose. Just wait. But you know what? Sometimes we're so quick. I need to move. I need to do this. I don't like this. I don't like that. But before you prayed and God opened the door and you were celebrating where you were. Oh, God brought me here. Amen. But God used Rahab. She was a powerful woman. The king of Jericho would not have expected a prostitute to outwit him and protect the spies. And even though Rahab didn't have the most flattering profession, she was wise enough to recognize the God of Israel was the only God. Amen? Sometimes we disqualify ourselves. And we say, I don't have an education. I don't know much about this. I've never done that before. I don't know. I might fail. And we end up telling God all the reasons he can't use us. And God is looking for some women, just like the 10 we're talking about, to stand up and be a voice for Christ. Amen? Tell someone. And somehow, women, when it comes to the things of God, we think we're just supposed to come to church and sit in our little pew and never tell anybody what God has done for you. And God's saying, wait a minute, I need somebody that will make a way, amen? So number five, Jehosheba. I just want to call the girl Sheba because that is a long name. But when the queen mother discovered her son king dead, she ends up, listen to this mother, she killed the entire royal family. She's like, my son is gone, he was going to be the king, he's gone, I'm wiping everybody out because I want to be the queen. And so the problem is, is that the king actually had a son and a sister that survived. The sister is Jehosheba. And you know what she did? She took her little nephew, she grabbed that baby, and she took off, and she risked her life. I mean, that was a massacre, guys. This woman killed everybody to secure her seat. You know, so many times we read the Bible, and we don't stop to imagine what that felt like, what that looked like. Can you imagine somebody coming in into your house and killing everybody and you're the one survivor? She hides the baby for six months. Her husband becomes a priest and they put that baby back in his rightful throne. And he ends up 
being king. And in 2 Kings, we read about that. Go to the next verse. And it says, when Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she proceeded to destroy the whole royal family. But Jehosheba took Joash, stole him away from uh, among the royal princes who were about to be murdered. She put him and his nurse in a bedroom and to hide him from that wicked queen so he was not killed. He remained hidden with his nurse at the temple of the Lord for six years while that lady, crazy lady, she ruled the land. So how did she shine? She was a woman on a mission and she did not see it coming, but she risked her life for that prince. And she shows us that bravery is not limited to one sex. This was a brave woman. Why do you think the enemy comes against you and your household? Because he knows that your great, your great, your great, your great, your great grandchild might be the next Billy Graham. And sometimes there's attacks that come after you. But if he can't get a hold of you, then who is he going to go to? He tries to go to your kids. God's looking for women that will risk their life, that will take the risk for him. Amen? Here's another one, Huldah in the Bible. And so let's talk about who she is. You see, after the priest, Hilkiah discovered a book of law during the renovations of Solomon's temple. So just imagine this. They're doing a total renovation, okay? HGTV Old Testament. And they are hooking up that house. And they are fixing the king's house. And all of a sudden, they find a book. And she declares prophetically that the book they found was the authentic word of the Lord. And it says that she prophesied the destruction that would come. And as the people had not been following the instructions in the book, Sometimes I think this pandemic is here because we didn't follow the instructions in the book. The way that we say, you know what? No, I'm going to the beach. I'm not coming to the house of the Lord. No, I got things to do. I can't come to the house of the Lord. You know, there's people in other countries that will die if they are found with a Bible. We're living this patty cake Christianity. And so here's this woman and she prophetically declares this book. Don't throw it away. Don't give it to that thrift store. This is the real deal. This is the word of God. God used her to prophesy into the king's life and said, because you have repented, you will not see destruction. How many of you have seen destruction come to an end because you gave your life to Jesus? Amen. Amen. You see, Hulda was married, yet she was also a prophetess in her own right. She was used by God to declare that the writings found were authentic. Where can you find her in the Bible? Second Kings, Second Chronicles. You know, we come to church, we get all inspired, but do you really know the word of God? Or do you just believe it because somebody told you? Do you just believe it because somebody told you so? You know, I, I love being involved. I have some great friends that are in business and some of them do investing and one of them was training me and they said, look, I just want to tell you that if I disappear, you got to be able to handle this on your own. And I want to tell you that Jesus is gone with the Father. Thank God he left us the Holy Spirit and he's still here. But do you got it without coming to church? Do you know the word of God? Do you know the truth? Do you understand? Do you just read your daily scripture that comes on Bible.com? And you think that's going to be enough to take you through? 
How many of you know the power of reading the word of God? Amen. How many of you have found strength in the word when you would cry because you were dealing with a situation that was so much to bear? You know, when my marriage, and I talk about this a lot, when we faced some trials, there was some moments where I had to cry out to God. And you know what I realized and that I can verbalize today? That I knew the Bible enough to get by. But I realized I needed to go for a deep dive, amen? Because that's where the gold is. That's where the good stuff is. And I want to encourage you women. I love the Bible app. I love all these quick devotionals. I've written some. I, I love them. They're great. But that's not enough to carry you through. You got to know the word of God. And so this woman, she shines like a diamond. And when King Josiah has questions about the book of the law that was found, the king, his priest, secretary, and attendant went to see Huldah to clarify God's word. If you don't believe me, read the word of God. She is a prophetic woman of God. And they trusted Huldah would prophesy the truth. It didn't matter that she was a prophetess. Amen? Number seven, Lydia. Lydia, in the Bible, do you realize she's one of the first converts ever in Christianity? You can read about her in Acts 16, 14 through 15. She's described as a worshiper. The Lord opened her heart, and she and her whole entire house, amen, it says they ser- that she served the Lord. Bible says she was a worshiper and a businesswoman. And the Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. When she and her household were baptized, she urged us saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. And the word of God says, and she prevailed upon us. You know what that means, prevailed? That means that she convinced them they could not say no. She was so blessed because she learned about the Lord and her whole household was saved. How many of you are praying for a son or a daughter today? And you're believing God that they're going to come to Jesus. How many of you have a loved one that you're believing? Come on, let's declare it. I want you to say their name out right now. One, two, three. Say their name out. Come on, we're going to declare in Jesus' name that they're going to come to know the Lord. And so that is who this woman, she was. She was a diamond. She was a part of a group that met for prayer by the river. And it says they didn't have a synagogue as a synagogue required at least 10 Jewish men. Being a seller of purple cloth, she would have been wealthy. Yet she humbled herself and offered hospitality to others. And Luke actually mentions Lydia by name, noting the importance of her in the record. Don't think wealth means a number in your bank account. I know a lot of wealthy people by what the world says who are very miserable. My husband was a broker, and we had a phenomenal company. We, we hung out with a lot of people that the world would call wealthy. How many of you are wealthy because you know the Lord tonight? Amen? Because you know how to love on somebody. Because when you see somebody hurting, you can stop what you're doing and bless them. Amen? See, I believe that's what Lydia was. Number eight, Priscilla. She was also known as Prisca. Thank God, she got a nickname, hallelujah. She was a Jewish woman from Rome who converted to Christianity. She's always mentioned with her husband and never on her own. However, they are always shown as equals in Christ. 
And the two of them together are remembered as leaders in the early church. Seven times their names are mentioned in the Bible, of which five times her name comes first. Isn't that interesting? So it says, greet Prisca and Aquila who work with me in Christ Jesus, who risk their necks for my life. That's my kind of people. This husband and wife was all in. God used them powerfully. Somebody asked me one day, joking around. Now, y'all know Carlos. Some of y'all know this. He's a vegan. And so he's just going to live forever. But if he goes to be with the Lord, somebody said, well, what will you do? I will always open my home to somebody to live with me, mentor them, pour into them, because I want to have a full life. And so many times I I do, I see now that I'm getting older (laughs) and my kids are moving out, getting married, I see so many women that could be doing so much more impacting the kingdom. You've been hearing the word of God for years and God is sitting there going, I need you, baby. Everything that you've ever gone through, pour it into one of these young girls, pour it into one of these young guys that don't have a mom and let God use you. Amen. And so the next one is Phoebe and she was a deacon who served with overseers and elders in the church. She supported Paul and many others in the work of the Lord. And no mention is made of her husband, so we don't know if she has one. But Phoebe in the Bible, you can read about her in Romans 16, 1 through 2. Understand that God is calling you as women to rise up. I'm just going to go tough on you just for a second. If you can't handle it, just cover your ears. It's okay. I won't be offended. It's time to get up off the pew, amen? Take everything you've learned, all your little worship songs, all your little memory verses, and go be a voice for Jesus Christ, amen? Because we're living like if this life is the end, but the Bible says that we're, we're on a pilgrimage, and we're moving because our final destination is not here, it's in heaven, amen? And the last one, number 10, and I'm going to call them the women who witnessed the resurrection of Christ. You see, during the time of Christ, women were not allowed to be witnesses in a legal sense. Their testimony was not considered credible. Yet, explain this to me. It was women who are recorded in all four Gospels. You know what the Gospels are, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. All four of these guys say the same thing. That it was women that were the first to see the risen Christ and proclaim him to the rest of the disciples. See, the men were in there praying, but the women went to the tomb. Amen? Amen. And do you think your God didn't know who was going to show up to the tomb? Do you think it was just lucky? Oh, she just happened to be there? Every single thing that happens in your life, God is aware of it. Amen? Every single moment. He knew who was going to be at that tomb. He knew that a woman was going to stand there and the gift of gab that we have, amen, was going to tell everybody that Jesus is risen and Jesus is alive, amen. Come on, give God the glory tonight. I'm going to tell you there's strong women in the Bible who depended on God more than themselves. You may not have all the answers. You may not feel qualified. You may not feel called. You might not feel noticed. You know, the women in the Bible, their deeds are guided by God, and they're recorded in the Bible. God is calling us to be like diamonds. You know, as churches, we're out there online, we're on TV, we're in in pictures and all kinds of things, but they actually have the hardest time taking a photograph of me, and I'll tell you why. Because 
I took speech therapy for six years. I went to special ed from elementary all the way to middle school. I would tangle my words. I would slur my S's, hagar instead of a guitar, a mow lawn instead of a lawn mower. It's like dyslexic. And so for six years, I went to speech therapy. They used to take me out with all the special needs kids, and I loved it. It was cool because we always got cool snacks and candy. And we sat at this table, and for years, they taught me how to pronounce words so people, it is only a miracle that I can get up here and preach the gospel. But it doesn't make sense that I would have the confidence to be able to speak the word of God. My son also went to speech therapy, my oldest one. He's in Florida right now. He's preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. See, we allow things in the natural to disqualify us. No, I'm no good. I don't know how to do this. You know, I don't have that proper education. I don't have this. God, he loves me. He called me. He equipped me. He's aware of me. He is aware of you tonight. He made you with a purpose. He loves you and he values you. And maybe you didn't have anybody in life that told you that you were valuable. I want to be that voice into your life tonight. And I want to tell you that you are valuable. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get more at rosalinda.live. If you experience it, we'll examine it. If God's word says it, we'll stand on it. And when you're feeling faint, we are here with your faith fuel. I'm Rosalinda Rivera. We'll chat again soon. Invite Rosalinda to speak at your meeting or group. Go to rosalinda.live for more details. This podcast was brought to you by New Life for Adults and Youth, celebrating 50 years of restoring broken lives. If you or a family member has been struggling with addiction, New Life for Adults and Youth is the answer. Visit them at newlife.center.